for bringing space to spaces that are predominantly silenced by the majority, the dominant narrative. And when it comes to women's stories, particularly women who are not like of the so-called prime age, you know, there is such a lack of material. And so I'm so happy that I have found and discovered this small little jewel on my discovery process through the film festival route to um, learn about Kate Warren and her web series, uh, called messy. And we're going to talk about the messiness of uh, relationships where things go wrong, but we have to deal with each other. And more importantly is the voice of women and how we kind of create new content to kind of challenge and disrupt those old boring narratives. So welcome, welcome, Kate Warren to KTH. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about how we kind of got encountered with each other. Tell me about your um, festival route in, in, in your screening at the Socially Relevant Film Festival back uh, last month. Right, so um, so the Socially Relevant Film Festival um, accepted my web series. It was the only series, a web series that was accepted. And um, we had a women's Zoom meeting, correct? Yes. Uh, yes, All and uh, that was just, it was just wonderful having, you know, all ages, Yes. of filmmakers, you know, young, like 20, early 20s, and then all the way up, you know, into 60s, possibly, oh, yeah, 60s, 70s. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where we connected. Uh, I wish with, that we had met in person. I know. Um, yeah, but uh, it's fun. But we're here. But, we're here uh, right now. You're we're here, here right now. And we're going to we're gonna we're gonna get messy, right? Exactly. Um, I love it. Yeah. This is the topic of messiness, um, and it's also yeah. a very feminist um, idea to be messy. Is to put things on your plate that don't necessarily mix, and like, what do you do with all the crap that we have to do deal with? You know, right? right? Like, yes. Do we hide it under the bed, or um, do we get out there and have conversations about it? And I think there's, you know, I think there's a lot of conversations to have with this series that I wrote, there's, you know, there's this stigma of, you know, failed marriages. Well, let's, okay, let's start there. Cause apparently okay. you, you started creating this project messy uh, when you had a messy divorce, if you will, right? Um, right. You started writing about what the scenario would be when you have to live with your a separated partner in a place and what the little kind of challenges are within that right. space. Right. So, yeah. So we separated in January of 2016. Okay. And in. How long were you married for? Since um, 1999. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So quite a long time. Yeah. A while. and three kids, you know. Right. So, um, right. So we separated in January of 2016 and decided that we were going to have to work it out. And, and by then it wasn't like this, you know, this sinister fighting and, okay, you know, sawing the, the couch. <laughs> you know like that kind of stuff Not that ugly, you know typical divorce yeah it wasn't right. like that or uh kramer versus kramer you know okay. things like that right it was yeah. <laughs> it was more like the 
love just kind of like fizzled. Okay. Um, so you can still talk to each other and not feel like it's disgusting to be in each other's faces. Exactly. It was like a, a, a roomy situation. Okay. You know? Okay. I like that analogy. Um, yeah. So it wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, tension and stress for the, okay. for the kids. It was sort of like we could manage it. Right. Uh, when they were home and when we really when we did have some kind of issue or anger or whatever we could do yeah. it either while they were at school or you know when they weren't around whatever right. if we had an issue um so, but that okay. was far and few between um so yeah so he took the couch and i stayed in the bedroom so was this an economic purely economic reason for staying yeah. together in the same household okay absolutely All because right. i mean so we we haven't divorced we're not planning oh. on divorce we're okay just separated okay we live two different lives uh-huh and um yeah we we kind of don't believe in that philosophy that div divorce because you're never really um, divorced you know even in the papers because you have kids you're not gonna like not see each other right right exactly yeah, yeah. and yeah. and we thought it was like the you know why not save what little that we had for the kids uh, so everything was for the kids right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so we so we didn't want to you know spend thousands hundreds like i don't know yeah. how much people spend especially On the legal Oh, ridiculous. I know. I know. So, My sister's going through one now and it's so ugly. Like, and then she just rented a house. It's like, why are you spending all this money on renting? And then of course, some people say, yeah, maybe you should stay in a house and figure out how to live with each other. But she couldn't do it. Most people can't do it. Most people can't. Right. Yeah. So given That's your situation, you did it. And so you wrote it. a comedy, a farce yes. on this messiness of living under yeah. the roof. So let's talk about your series. Okay. So so in um i started writing it in june okay. uh, no maybe april may um so there was you know the the living together separately and then friends of mine a few different friends from different worlds of mine uh were, were all encouraging me to uh try the online dating and and I was like, no, no, I can't do that. You know, I'm old school. I want to go to a bar and meet right, someone right. face to face. Um, and then the juggling of raising three kids, uh, you know, the yeah. lights, the the messes, like the physical messes, the making three lunches and three, you know, three breakfasts at seven in the morning, and um, and then the online dating was like a whole other thing so i was like this is a trifecta like it's perfect you <laughs> it's know perfect storm it's the perfect storm so i started writing and i started inserting different scenarios um like like if i if i you know in one of the one of the uh uh episodes i have uh, a plumber come oh fix. yeah right right and as she swipes right the guy just appears <laughs> right so they just show up and later on i haven't shot all all of what i've written i've written 16 episodes wow they show up they just show up she could be you know flossing her teeth right or putting her night guard on uh -huh. or you know 
uh, one of the scenes she's making the three lunches and three breakfasts and she's like a total mess and then she swipes right because it comes up on her phone right the guy shows up and yeah. all of a sudden she's all made up and is wearing her the costume that sh that the guy really likes so like, basically you know, you're not the costume the outfit okay okay because they're different headshots on her profile ah okay so they'll be like oh i really like that blue shirt or oh i like you in that bikini or oh i like that shiro outfit so those uh -huh. are her profile pics so she's wearing whatever he likes right so you're playing with the kind of um you know, you're playing with the images in there and the influences in her brain. So you're bringing to life her fantasies, her immediate kind of like nonlinear thoughts on whether it's a sexual fantasy or a perverse fantasy. You know, sometimes it's like, ew, that's gross, but maybe I'll try it kind of attitude. I feel yeah. like you're playing with a lot of what a, a woman's mind would work like and you just kind of have it played out cinematically you know, to just very cine flow. cinematic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cinematic. And like when she um, first tries the downloading of the of the app yeah. and she starts seeing these guys like on and she's like swiping left. She, uh -huh. I just have this um, the catwalk. I call it the catwalk. Okay. And my director, Nicole, totally saw what I was seeing and I loved that yeah, she saw yeah. exactly what I wanted I wanted these guys to walk down like as if they were models on a catwalk and she would just be swiping left and then she accidentally swipes right and it's this like toothless guy and he has this fish you know like a fish is like a big thing on or used to be on online dating where these guys would be holding these big fish it was like some kind oh, really? of like sign of sexuality or <laughs> like virile you know something I, I don't know what can you walk me through because some people who maybe have not including myself you know played with these uh, online dating apps so when you swipe left it's like okay next 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 and then when you swipe right it's like bing and then it connects yes. that person to you and then he they that person can can communicate with you, right? Correct. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. And then how, based on your experience, when you did do that, like how many times did you go back and forth at, to a point where you decide you want to actually meet this person? Oh, well, sometimes it would go back and forth for a, a, a while, not a while, maybe a couple of days, you know, of, of uh, texting. And then I'm like, mm, he's creepy. Um, or it would be absolutely disgusting, no. Or it would be this it, sort of immediate chemistry and immediate like sexting. Okay, so tell me, is it really just about sex on these kind of Tinder-like platforms? On one of them, yes, yes. Okay. On one of them it is. And, and so that's the one I use. All right. So when it comes down to just looking for someone for a sexual partner, then there's a lot of stuff that doesn't need to come into play, right? I mean, you don't have to care about whether he's a responsible father or not. You just want to, is it purely physical? Like what are some things you look for? Right. So that was, so I knew that I was going to be doing this temporarily, right? right? Of course. I knew I just needed to sow my oats. <laughs> I just get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
because it had been a couple of years of just like dormant, you know, nothing. Yeah, yeah. you got to kind of find that pilot light again. Exactly. And <laughs> once that started, uh, that girl was on fire. Um, <laughs> and and that's we, we need to talk about that because a lot of times in middle age, our sexual drive just kind of diminishes. And, you know, they, they say if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. Yes. And I think, uh, yes. Well, um, actually, Nicole told me that a woman's peak uh-huh. is at like 47, 48. Yes, 40s, right. Which, which is actually when it happened with me. Oh. And a man's peak is like, like 18, 20. No, no, like 28. Oh, 27, okay. And that's the age range I went for. So um, I was busy. <laughs> But that's good, right? So that worked for you. But like, if there are women in their like fifties, um, and they're se- you know just the menopausal age, and it kind of you feel more dried up. Yeah, I guess. I guess I think it would spark you, you know, especially the the feeling, even if it's even if it's just in the moment, or yeah. or, or fake a little bit, or yeah. it just makes you feel good. Right. And it makes you feel human again. And it makes you feel like, wow, I do have something, you know, not dead yet. Yes, exactly. That kind of thing. Maybe there needs to be more work, like, you know, help. uh, Because if you are drier, maybe you need more lubricants kind of thing. But it doesn't mean that you don't want, you don't have that desire, right? Right, right, right. I guess. Yeah. Um, So... So I think that, you know, whether you need that sort of extra boost, the lube. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah, Use exactly. It. No, that's why they make it. Um, so well, I'm just saying like older women tend to be dismissed as non-sexual beings because they don't want to associate older women with sexual desires, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was actually called vintage once uh-huh. in one of these. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How do you think the men feel about dating older women, like the younger ones that you saw on these kind of platforms? Do they do it because they know that, like, I don't know. I mean, like, is there a, is there a preference to that? Or you think that they know that, oh yeah, older women can get hornier. So yeah, let's do it that way. Or I, you know, where, what do you think? Flip it a little bit. I think there's a teaching element that Hmm. they desire. Okay. Uh, I think just from, a, a couple of uh, texts, not necessarily meeting, but texts, they have this image of um, dominant, uh-huh. like an older woman is dominant. Uh-huh. Um, and they want that, hmm. they like that. Um, and then I, I think also, the other reason is that there's just more experience, you know? Right. It, it's like yeah. wine, right? It's like a really nicely matured wine. <laughs> yeah. You don't want a Beaujolais, you know, they don't taste good. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's those, those, those reasons, the dominant, you know, assuming that an older woman is dominant. Hmm. Um, and then there's the experience like yeah, the wine yeah, yeah and then yeah, there's yeah. the learning hmm. just 
Yeah, because they, yeah, because, you know. And the, and the confidence that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And that's interesting because you think about like younger women and we envy the younger woman's body and all that stuff. But yeah. But then there's that what you're talking about. There's this confidence and owning it and just knowing what you want and expressing that. And that in itself is very sexy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, okay. and not not like shy, like, you know, I, th I think when you're younger, I mean, I'm, this is a generalization, but as a younger woman, I might have been a little bit shyer, a little bit in more inhibited. Right. Uh, but then as years went on, I became less inhibited. You've got nothing to lose, you know? Right. right. Like, I'm no. going to enjoy life. So man, if I'm going to go and choose someone on these, these stupid platforms, I might as well have some fun and make it good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and knowing that it's temporary, like you said, it's like, it's like maybe a phase in your life, a temporary kind of a hold or, or experience or adventure. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, exactly. you know, this is all very interesting. And again, if people are tuning in, I'm talking to Kate Warren, uh, the producer writer of messy, which is a, a, um, web series about living messily uh, under the same roof as separated uh, parents and having family and all that. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, I'd love to pack, unpack, you know, some more specific moments in your episodes and uh, why this speaks to today's um, kind of society living and, you know, how, how we're grappling with both economic situations and relationship issues and, um, and sex as, as a mature woman. So let's not go away. Welcome back. I'm with Kate Warren here, the producer of Messy and Messy, you know, about living together in a very messy situation. Uh, Kate, you talked about, you know, this being inspired, like maybe that's not the best word for it, but based on your own personal life of having a not so nice, you know, failure of a marriage, if you will, and having to deal with living with your ex in a house. And then what, do, what does that mean when you still have your kind of um, social life, intimate life and dealing with people um, and your ex, or I know you're not officially divorced, but you know, you're separated, same difference. Basically the point is how do you live together with people? when you're kind of like not in a an intimate relationship anymore and your web series has like these little small um moments and very specific moments of scenarios if you will uh like like in, in an encounter with a plumber for example and, and you've mentioned before is the the kind of the catwalk of possible men that you could date from this online app so let's go to the plumber first uh, it's really funny because you know the whole cliche of a plumber, right? I don't know where it came from, but why is the plumber that sexual guy that's going to help alleviate like uh, bored housewives? Like, where does that come from? And why did you put that in? Hi. So, um, so I put that in as part of the, uh, the sort of, so to add more flavor, I had a clogged, I literally had a clogged <laughs> sink, okay. right? Okay. So, okay. so I ordered the maintenance man um, to come up and, you know, fix the clogged sink. And uh, when she swiped right, this guy was so disgusting. I mean, his mouth was so filthy. 
I, I can't repeat it on on this program. Okay. But okay. It's on the series. I held okay. nothing back. Okay. Um, I, I thought, wow, this guy is this guy's mouth is like a it's like a it's like a sewer. Right. Yeah. Right. So enter the maintenance guy, you know, yeah. undoing the the clog in the sink. Yeah. And um, it just kind of made sense. And then later uh, there's another guy who is an actual um, plumber at Grand Central. So it, they're all these like, and they're, and he's gross too. <laughs> and just like in one day, she's getting like inundated with, with these disgusting guys. And they're all like, you know, potty mouths, right? So it was just like the symbolism and the, and the reality yeah. of these dudes yeah. being, talking to her like, like they've had, you know, it's fine for a relationship, a, a guy to speak dirty yeah. to, to his wife right, or right. girlfriend for or whatever, uh -huh. if that's what they're into. Right. Um, after a uh, right getting to know each other right right exactly but just to say that out of the blue is like it's so disgusting to me and so it's wait so, so these plumbers do you think that they're playing off that kind of stereotype that they have that they're trying to be the one to help you unclog your you know so to speak Oh right. yeah, maybe. I mean, the, there was only there was just one plumber. He was the, he was the second guy in the second actor in the in the episode, uh, second fantasy right. uh, Tinder guy. Um, the first guy was just his his language lended itself to him being like a plumber. Oh, I see. Got it. Okay. Okay. You know, they're playing into like, like the tropes and actually the reality of these kind of like disgusting guys who think that they're maybe we need them or something like. Right, yeah. right. And yeah. yes, exactly. And what uh, they're so powerful that they're going to be the floodgate. Exactly. The power right. goes, yeah. So they're reversing, they're, they're owning the narrative that, hey, you need me. Let me help you unclog your plug plugged whatever right yes exactly exactly and so yeah. you're really making fun of that yeah that's brilliant okay right. yeah right right exactly and, and, and this yeah go ahead i, I was gonna oh, and just yeah go ahead <laughs> no it's okay this plays into what we we're talking about earlier when we started is that the power of you to flip the script the power of you as a woman content creator to rewrite that narrative to like you know, dismiss what those guys think of middle-aged women, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, when I had this read uh, by various different people, it was always uh, younger people, um, millennials, and uh, a lot of them thought it was really gross and really inappropriate. Um, Whereas you get it. And I think an older, like our generation, yeah, right. gets it. Like they think it's gross we're because of what? In control. Right. You're in control. Right. Whereas if it happened to them and they're like, if it happened to me and I was 25, yeah. I 
I probably would be mortified and so disgusted. I'd be shaking. I'd be so angry and so scared even. Right. Um, But for me, it's like, you find the humor in it and you're going to take this and turn it into something that's going to basically throw it back at him. (laughs) Exactly. It's like sub, uh, subversive feminism, you know? Um, so uh, that's what I love about uh, being my age and being able to have the freedom to yes. let that out and people see it. You know, well, let's talk about that. Being middle-aged um, and female, trying to create content that want, that needs to be seen. You know, we know like these ma- major streaming platforms like Netflix and Amazon Prime, they want things that appeal to the wider audience, they say. That's always kind of like that thing. And what does that mean even? And how do we as women kind of create content that's going to be seen? How did you, can you first maybe back up a little bit and talk about what a web series is and how you go a process of doing that? And is this a place to kind of hopefully catapult you into a larger space to create a larger uh, production? Well, so this is the thing is I never wrote for uh, a film before. Um, And I really wanted, I I really saw it in my mind as a a very filmatic piece uh, because it's so uh, colorful. And so like these guys just drop out of nowhere, you know, that are in her imagination and in, in her phone. Um, like she could be talking to her kids and the guy's right there, you know, and you're like, what, what, what's she doing? You know, uh, but then you get it after, after a minute. But, um, so, um, I forgot what you would just ask me. <laughs> like, how do you turn that? Like, so how did you create this? Oh, web series to be? Yeah. Right. So I was like, how do I write this for film or for TV? And I was a little intimidated by, by film or TV because I hadn't had the experience. And so I was like, I will do a web series, you know, because it's short bites of a beginning, middle of an end. And, and it's like, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, you know, whatever, seven minutes. Um, and it's something I could digest and something I could, was attainable for me. Where do now, web series go though? How do they how do you how do you get the web series out? Uh I think you just have to keep hounding people and keep going with um you know social media um I think uh, emailing of agents, literary agents, producers who do uh, agents who do producers packages mm-hmm. um, and that's next on my list okay um, uh, and uh, PR which yeah. I think is really important um, the New York Times article I don't know if you read that yes yes that's that, great they never written that like that yeah thanks that helped um, the, the views a lot um, so you know just keep grinding keep I you know at a crackerjack woman uh with nicole last week who's this young woman who has this great uh idea and great company and she wants to merge uh artists with the entertainment industry people she wants to merge them um so we'll see what comes of that 
so, I mean, there's so many shows that have been picked up that started as web series. Is that what people what do? I you have a seed idea, you create kind of a low budget, um, smaller scaled uh, kind of yeah, a mini project so that it can be shown to people who then hopefully take it to develop into a larger project. Is that what web series usually tend to be, would you say? I mean, usually I'd say not. I'd say it's more a rarity. Oh. Yeah, there's millions of web series out there, but only a few have been actually picked up, like High Maintenance. I don't know if you've seen that. As That's on HBO. Okay. Um. It started as a web series, huh. uh, Broad City. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. You can see their web series on YouTube. Yeah. Um, what else was a? I someone told me I'm not sure. Uh, Issa Rae's Insecure. That was a web series. Huh. I think it was. Yep. Wow. It was, in fact. Yeah. Um, so there are quite a few that have been actually picked up. Hmm. Um, I need to meet the right, you know, producer, maybe a older woman, you know, who, who, who appreciates your work. Yeah. Who appreciates it, sees it, yeah. sees it. Right. Um, that it's, you know, there is an audience for it. Yeah. Uh, like our log line is, you know, middle-aged broad city meets middle-aged flea bag. That's great. You know? That's very clear. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of quirky and funny and human edgy yeah. you know yeah yeah so yeah. you know what were the biggest challenges as a um you know a woman in this space talking about middle-aged stories like how do you get people how do you convince people that this is a story worthy of telling and being heard well i think um i think that talking about these stigmas that should be destigmatized um taken out you know like making normalizing like living together separately yeah. or uh um the online dating while separated yeah i mean uh, there are some little moments that i just remember from your miniseries like when you say normalizing you know, there are like lots of little day-to-day -day details of life that we take for granted when you live in a household when things are all hunky and dory. But um, if you're living with an ex and let's say you have to share the bathroom space, you have that scene where like you're the, the guy's clipping his nails and you're doing the mask and it's like, okay, we're in this space, but I don't want to be there with you, but we have to deal with each other. And it's disgusting that your toenail actually, you know, flew across the room to my face. Disgusting, right? So you are finding these moments that you exaggerate to yeah. make a point of the normality of these these situations we we take for granted for having relationships and then when things go wrong and you still have to right. face it's like okay it's is messy yeah. <laughs> yes or her eating peanut butter and jelly out of the jar you yeah know? that's like a teenage thing you uh, know like you had to go revisit that lifestyle right yeah yes. yeah and her giving herself a, a pedicure you know with the oh god when you're like room uh, when he comes uh, and he brushes it up he sweeps it up in the dustpan yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like those kinds of things where you get really comfortable with someone because uh, you're, you're in a relationship relationship with them and you accept it for many, many years. And then it's like, 
okay, what you just did was nasty. And I'm, I, I cannot stand that, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have your, your teenage, um, the character with the teenage son, right? And then part of the fantasy of like dating somebody, the age of your teenage son, like, oh my God, what is he doing yeah. in his room playing, listening to music with him when I just had sex with him or something like that? Right, right, exactly. So but part of the story, and you don't see it because it's in, it starts after the the fifth episode is is this sort of well you see it in the beginning when she's talking to him about sex and right. you know all of that and is yeah. he active is he careful um, but later it becomes very clear that there's a parallel between her spring reawakening and his spring awakening right you know and. Right. You know, like she has these run-ins, like she'll run into him and his girlfriend. And it's clear that she just had this like crazy, amazing adventure and her face is flushed. And right. she's glowing. Yes. <laughs> and you're so freaking envious of her yes. situation. Yeah, and they're like, wow, you look really good. You know, when you're used yeah. to seeing her like, you know. <laughs> You know, it's funny because we have this, you know, in our age, you know, I have teenage kids and I, I have friends who do too. And when they talk about how their kids start bringing home girlfriends or boyfriends and you can actually hear or you know that they were doing something and they come out flushed, like you say, it's like, or they have the smell of post-coital um, aroma in their room, you know, it, it's like, wow, this is a little too crazy. And then like you have to, you know, you're the main character being of that age of dating younger men. It's like, wow, how does this play into a, a household where you have teenage kids around and then dealing with that reawakening, like you said, um, for yourself. And it's just, right. it's just so many, like you messy and interesting and real situations that right. you play with. Exactly. And like one of the scenes in the series that you do, that you can watch the five episodes, yeah. is she goes on a date, but it fails. Um, he's, he like blows her off when she's in a, like a, a ride share. Um, oh, yeah. She's on the phone. She's like, oh, it's not going to work out. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He comes home and her daughter's like, wow, you look really nice. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And the husband, the ex-husband sitting on the living room going, you know, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, there were, there were moments when there was like, it was obvious she looked a little too good, you know? Right. Right. But, but that's real too. Like you say, you need to kind of re you need that self-care that, you know, you, you become, you feel like a broken woman after a divorce or a separation. And it's like, I need to do things for myself to make my feels look good and feel good. That's right. That's right. And you know, especially during, you know, the pandemic um, where we were all, you know, cooped up with each other. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, we were upstate in upstate New York uh, where we had a yard, we had a house and a yard and we could go out and go for walks and whatnot. But, you know, for the past few years, I've been just, you know, just frumping around mm. you know, looking, looking terrible yeah now, feeling like, like crap now i feel like i'm coming back right you know right i'm right. putting makeup on i'm making an effort you know so it's hard you yeah. know it's really really hard right now um and i can't imagine the the couples who are 
for the families who are going through that now. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe not, you can't quite blame the pandemic, but I think there have been. Oh, sure. It's huge. And, and your, your uh, mini series messy kind of, um, really puts it all in place is like you know hypothetical you're stuck in a place with somebody you have shared space and you have to deal with it uh for better or for worse how do you make it work and you have your personal desires and issues you need to take care of and then you have to deal with everybody else's and so that's what you're you know that's why it's such an important time for 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 a project like yours so i how can people access it do they go online so yeah, so people can find it on YouTube, Messy the Web Series. Okay. Um, you can also follow Messy the Web Series on Instagram, um, and Messy the Series on Twitter. Although I'm not that active on Twitter, okay. and Facebook Messy the Web Series. Great, great. So yeah, and uh, you know, subscribing is great. Uh, watching the series, do a little comment you know yeah it's really great it is definitely fun and we definitely and thank you for creating space to um you know highlight these kind of situations that uh champion the woman's character um and and her world in dealing with certain things when you know the dominant kind of media outside is all about these young people's love and sex lives whereas yes. you know this is yeah part of life yes and these you know quarter quarter life sense uh, breakdowns they call them when when the millennials or i guess now it's you know gen, gen z yeah quarter life breakdowns quarter what do we call them we call them midlife crisis yeah so it's quarter life crisis oh I guess. gosh see they make it sound like such a depressing um like horrible thing but yeah i mean everyone's got their issues and it's all a matter of perspective and whatever right. Right. And I totally get that. But um, yeah, it would be it would be interesting to see more um, more shows for yes. our generation. Totally agree. And uh, and you're part of that. So thank you for doing that. And good luck with your you. future episodes. And it was so fun to talk to you about these things. And, you know, I'm going to forever look at plumbers in a different light now. Um, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see when my 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 drains get clogged and I'll, I'll think about you. <laughs> um, this is Kate Warren here with the, the production, the mini web series called Messy. So please go check it out. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for having me. This was super fun.